Welcome back to the jointhetrades.com interview series, where we talk to tradespeople and learn more about successful career paths straight from the source. With us today is Rachel Greenwell, a motor coach operator with 3.5, three and a half years of experience in the trade. Rachel, how'd you get started? Well, I actually got started when I started becoming a school bus driver back in 2014. Um, I got my CDL, which is a commercial driver's license, um, class B. Um, and I started driving school buses for five years. I did regular ed for two, special needs for five. So lots of experience there. And then I started working part time in the motor coach industry as I was driving school buses just to make some extra money. And I realized I had a knack for this industry and I loved it. And also it made a lot more money than school buses. So I switched full time to the motor coach industry. Okay, out of the gate, I have two questions. Okay. One, okay. So one, talk to me about a CDL. What made you get it? Was it just specifically so you can go drive school buses? And what went into having to get that? And that's question number one. And I have to tell you the second question right now or I'll forget it. What is the difference between driving a school bus and driving a motor coach? What are the major differences there? Well, the reason I got into school buses, um, I used to work in the medical career. I'd worked in the medical career for five years and my daughter um, was about to start middle school and I wanted to be more home for her. And so being on her schedule in the school buses and it allowed me to be home more and things like that. Um, they trained me. They paid for everything to get my CDL. Um, okay. You you have to take a test and go on the road. You have to go under the bus and in the engine and kind of name everything, do an air brakes test. Um, safety reasons that you know how to um, drive one capable, you know, safely and things like that. And in uh, I passed the test the first try and everything and got my CDL. It wasn't too hard. My dad was a trucker when I was growing up, so I kind of knew a little bit about yeah. the industry. Cheater. Um, and the difference between a school bus and a motor coach is school buses are always called them like the dune buggies of buses because they're just like off the road a lot more they're up they're lifted you could go Mm -hmm. off in the grass and the dirt with them almost off-road with them not not a lot but too little bit (laughs) i did in my driveways and if you ever had a country route you know the roads you take and the roads you back onto you have to go off-road a little bit but i would dare not take my motor coach into the off-road because they sit a lot lower they're a lot taller a lot wider they're kind of a low riding smooth cadillac you just you don't take them anywhere other than pavement or maybe a good gravel driveway but that's about it. <laughs> I just imagine like low riding, like in, in the motor coach, I imagine <laughs> back with like one hand up. And just, that's, how I, that's how I drive. Not, that's, how, that's how you drive. <laughs> that's great. Well, so Rachel, you, you mentioned that you uh, were working at one point when you were doing school buses with special needs kids. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. How, how did you get involved in that? Um, well, I started doing CBI. Um, those are the field trips that they take during the day, CBI trips. Um, and I also did things in the classroom, worked um, as a parapro, worked um, with some summer camps, driving slash parapro, um, volunteered for uh, a night to shine prom with the special needs. Anything I could volunteer with special needs in my community, I did. I love those kids and they touched my life as much as I tried to touch theirs. So it was a very, very good experience. 
Oh, that's awesome. That's inspiring. So obviously you have just an affinity. It, it appears to be you're obviously very friendly and very charming. You have an affinity for working with people in general. I love and, people. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, that translates well to the career then. Oh, of course. So in our company, we, we call ourselves host drivers. We're not just motor coach drivers, but our bosses call us host drivers because when you come into our bus, I become your host, you become my guest. And it's just like a higher level of customer service. So yeah, um, it translates well into being a people person and then doing that. So <laughs> I can imagine where you're just sort of on at that point where you're part of the experience, whatever it is that they're about to experience. So the people that you're driving now, what what are they on your motor coach for? Um, we have a variety of trips. We have um, school field trips, like we'll drive elementary, we'll drive middle school, high school trips. Um, like mm -hmm. if they go to D.C., if you've ever seen those middle school D.C. trips, yeah. um, the band trips, they go down to Florida and they perform at Disney World, uh, marching bands, things like that. Um, we drive a lot of college sports. Um, I've had the privilege of driving uh, UGA's cheerleading team along with the football team. Mm -hmm. Love UGA, Georgia <laughs> girl. Sorry. <laughs> um we drive a lot of smaller college uh, teams. Um, we drive senior tours, like senior adults. They get together and they'll do tours. Um, just anyone who wants to hire a bus, um, shuttles, things like that. So you talk about going all the way down to Florida. Uh, how? What distances are you driving with these groups? Um, well, the maximum that we're allowed legally to drive is 10 hours a day. Um, okay. But if the trip is required longer than 10 hours a day, usually we, we get like a relief driver that will pick up our group and then meet us like a couple of hours out. They'll like switch with us and we'll get in, they'll take the car and we take the bus kind of a thing. And I then see. we take the bus the rest of the way. So, but generally we'll either drive within a 10 hour distance um, or if they're driving like all around the country, we stay different places every night. So. Okay. Okay. So you get to go, you get to be involved in a lot of cool events, obviously with all this, huh? I do. I often tell people that I get paid to vacation. So all the places that people go and spend money to go and see and do, I get to just tag along with them and I'm getting paid for it. It's amazing. <laughs> I've always wanted to travel, never had the money to. Now I get paid to do it. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? So if you, let's say you, I mean, you drive a group to, you know, somewhere that you think is particularly cool or particularly interesting. If they leave, say, a group of kids of the Smithsonian, for instance, mm -hmm. are you allowed to actually go with them and tag along and see whatever you want to see during that time? Or do you have to stay with the bus or, or what are it the It depends what are on the if options? you have a safe place to park the bus. So like when you're in D.C., D.C. is kind of hard to find a place to park the bus without, you know, being run off by the police or something like that. So you kind of stay with the bus and like watch out and make sure you don't get run off. But if you have a parking lot or if you park somewhere that you can stay, um, yeah, you're free to do whatever you want. I've dropped off groups. I've literally dropped them off on a Friday and they're like, hey, we're good. We're at camp. We have everything we need. We'll see you Thursday. And I've had four days off and I'm being paid. I'm put up in a hotel do whatever I want. So. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's, yeah. Or you, you know, some groups I've went and joined them. Like they went to like Dollywood and yeah. Dollywood lets bus drivers in for free. You show them your commercial driver's license and they give you a ticket and they let you in. So I get to go what? into a lot of places for free. I get fed for free hotels. And I'm sure you're meeting some really cool people along the way. I do. I do. I get to meet a lot of people. Um, I feel a lot of film, a lot of social media um, content on the road <laughs> and it's 
I get to meet a lot of people on the road. I'll put posts out on the Facebook groups. Hey, I'll be in such and such city if anybody wants to meet up and we'll we'll get get togethers and dinners and stuff like that together too. So a correction. Before, a lot of people get to meet you, Rachel. <laughs> well, I like to meet people. <laughs> it's not I'm sure they're happy to meet like you. To you're meet you're internet famous. <laughs> just just a little bit, not a lot. <laughs> Well, so that cover, you know, we were, that talks about a little bit of the, those are certainly pros. Um, why don't we, why don't we step back for a second and start sure. at the beginning? Like what would, for instance, a day be like for you? Um, it, it varies because I could start really, really early in the morning or I could start late in the night. Um, so times and days, you, you, unpredictable in this industry. But generally what happens is I come to the bus yard. I drive my car here. Um, I'll go out and pre-trip my bus. And what a pre-trip is, for anyone who might not know, is it's a safety check. So we walk around the bus. Um, we perform, uh, we check our tires. We check our um, engine. We check everything under the bus and wheels and windshield. And we take photos um, in an app for the DOT. We log our hours driving. We have to connect to the bus so that they know how long we've been driving. Um, and so once we hit the road, we usually go pick up our group, load them up, do whatever the trip is, whether it be, you know, taking them somewhere and dropping them off or completing a tour and taking them somewhere. Um, every trip is different, but generally it's you do your pre-trip, do your day with the group, however they planned it. You do your post-trip at the end of the night, which is where you check your bus again. And you're either staying the night in a hotel or I'm getting back in my car and heading home. So. Okay. And that's a like general said, day, a 10 hour shift. So, and how, and that's four days a week, ultimately. Well, it could be more than 10 hours. That's 10 hours of wheels rolling driving. I've had okay. 20 hour days. I've had 18 hour days. Um, how common well, are those? Um, not as common as, um, as many, I'm usually within the 10 to 12 hour, um, days from the time that I hit the yard and I'm checking my bus, the time I get yeah. off my bus. So okay. there can be long days, um, but you do get a lot of free time in between where you go off duty. Um, it's yeah. When you're not responsible for the bus, you can go off duty um, and you can do whatever you want. You can nap, you can go out to eat, you can do whatever you want then. So see that, that part I like very much. Um, so what, how many days a week, <laughs> how many days a week are we talking then if you're, cause 10 to 12 hour long days with sometimes even longer on like yeah. some circumstances how many days a week are you expected to you know maintain that schedule well honestly that's up to the driver at our company okay. we have um we have full timers which work um about 200 days a year or more 200 250 depending on how busy they keep you which yeah. means i'm on the road about five to six days a week sometimes um okay. in our slow season right here in the beginning of august it does slow down because nobody's traveling at the end of summer beginning of school everything kind of just slows down for a couple weeks until yeah. everything gets back up and started um but i'm generally on the road during busy seasons four or five six days a week so. okay but then you have some seasons where you get really big chunks of time so if you want to go travel or if yes. you want to go um remodel yeah. your entire backyard yeah <laughs> by hand you can do yeah. that and if you are part-time, we have a lot of part-timers that like, hey, I only want to work 100 days a year, a couple days a week. And that's fine. Yeah. They drive a couple sports teams. They drive a couple tours. They're home with their family more. Um, 
weekends is kind of hit or miss because that is a uh, pretty busy time for everybody to be yeah. traveling is weekends. So usually your time off is going to be during the week, but I've had it where I've worked Monday through Friday all month. So hit or miss. <laughs> it sounds like that would be a really, sorry, crew. Um, I, I'm so fascinated by this. It sounds like that would be a really good setup for people who have families where both parents are working and just being able to, um, I guess, stagger the shifts um, and take as much work as you can handle. But then also if the most of that's on the weekend and your other spouse is working yeah. during the week, then it seems like that would be a good setup. It can be, but in, yeah. in our industry, you do have to work when you get the work. If you're not yeah. rolling, you're not making money. So um, okay. if you have a spouse that is a little more flexible, like they may work from home or they might be part-time or you have good childcare, mm -hmm. that's really the best way. If you've got little kids. When yeah. I started, my daughter was already almost to high school, so she was pretty self-sufficient. And I didn't yeah. have to, <laughs> or the people who don't have kids or don't have families, they're just yeah. in it full time. So, Got it. Now, Sorry. is there like a, thank you, Nicole. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll raise my hand from now on. <laughs> So yes, now, is right. Thank you, Rachel. Is there a <laughs> is there a lottery or something that you guys work out amongst the drivers, or is a seniority issue where you can go like, oh, I really want to go to this Taylor Swift thing, or you know, or whatever there may be, whatever whatever trip that you're like, oh, I really want that. Is there a lottery where you can draw straws, or, or how do you figure that out amongst yourselves? At some companies, the senior drivers get the pick of the trip. So um, at a lot of bigger companies. The longer you've been there, you can look at the trips and you go, I want that, that, and that. And you get to pick. At our company, we we kind of made it a little more laid back where everybody kind of has an opportunity to do the fun trips. Um, mm -hmm. But they, they kind of just play Tetris with the drivers here on the schedule. So we try to fit as many drivers in as many buses and fit our schedule so we get as much as work possible for everybody, which mm -hmm. gives us more money in the long run. But we don't get to pick and choose our trips. That's the difference between us and some other companies. So when you are looking at a company, that is one of the things you may want to ask about or look at and depending on what you want, um, how they do trips. But if you uh, bring coffee to the dispatch people or bring them donuts every once in a while, they might slip you the, the, the good Florida trips. <laughs> no. Now, now we're getting the you're giving away. You're giving away secrets of the trade, though. You yeah. grease some palms. I know. You're always nice to your mechanics. You're always yeah. nice to your dispatch, and you take yeah. care of your cleaners. That, yeah. that is always in any trade you are. The people who take care of you and support you in your industry, you take care of the people who take Absolutely. care of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> how about training? If you don't already have a CDL, is it is it still easy to get into one of these companies, not just yours, but some of the others? Um, will they train in-house or no? Um, some companies do. So um, you're going to be looking for things like transits. Um, a lot of cities have like city transits. They sometimes do your CDLs. Large corporations, I believe. Um, Academy is a large one. Um, Coach USA. There's some major ones that have branches across the U.S. Greyhound, I think, does it that they actually will pay you to get your CDL in the motor coach industry. Um, a lot of the smaller companies just don't have the resources to do yeah. that. Um, that is one of the things that I'm working with, with uh, um, the UMA marketing committee to see if we can find a way to bring our own industry, our own people end into the industry. Cause right now we're kind of pulling people from 
school buses and trucking and transit. We're kind of taking people from other industries that are in the CDL world, but we're not creating our own. So it is one of those things we acknowledge and we see, but you can get your CDL. It's just a little tricky sometimes. So that's super interesting because the parallel, like it's very similar to my industry. My industry is commercial HVAC. And for the longest time, and even some companies still today, like their goal is to poach from other businesses or from other um, industries. And and now that shift is happening over here as well, just because of the the skilled labor needs um, where people are starting to build in-house more. So it's, that's really interesting to hear that's happening on your side as well. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be nice when we're able to train drivers in the motor coach industry. And so that way, like if I have a school bus driver come into our industry, I kind of have to untrain the school bus out of them before I I bring them in because there is a different way of driving. It's the smoothness, the size of the vehicle. Um, There's a lot of things that are different that people have. No more donuts in the parking lot. No truckers. They're used to their, their vehicles bending. (laughs) Yeah. No donuts in the parking lot. (laughs) So, but I, I, I have the, um, I do train when our we have drivers come into our company. I'll take them out on the cone course, and we'll take them into Atlanta, and we'll we'll drive them around and train them and things like that. So we do we do train in house if you have your CDL to drive a motor coach. Very interesting. I, and you just said something that made me realize I know nothing. <laughs> truckers, truckers, no, no, their trucks bend. That's so true. It's not fair. Theirs bend. Yeah. Oh. So it's a different way of driving. They, you know, they aim their cab a little differently. And, you know, when they have to back up, you have to turn it this way to go that way. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little different than driving a bus because we're straight line. So I just tell people, if you know geometry, you're usually pretty good. You just got to learn those angles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know I, geometry. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's all Greek to me. I'm like, I was told there would be no math in podcasting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, (laughs) Rachel, you addressed a a couple of the pros. I mean, several of the pros. You're obviously you love this job. Um, There have to be a a few cons or or are there not? (laughs) Well, I always say the pros are pretty equal to the cons. The pros for me are people. The cons are people. There there can be goods and bads in both sides. Like I love people. But then sometimes the people that you get on your bus are demanding. They expect you to go places that you can't go. The drivers around you don't know how to drive people. It's just frustrating. Um, the hours, sometimes the hours are great. I love the hours, but sometimes the hours are long and I'm, I got the energy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm having fun. I'm, I'm vibing along, driving along. And at the end of the day, and I hear everybody in the back sleeping and I'm like, oh, I wish I could be sleeping. <laughs> 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 you just got to finish yeah. your trip and just chug along. So in, in all the pros, there's cons. So, but in every industry I've ever worked, I've never had more pros than cons. So it, it's almost like it makes up for itself. Like it's more fun than it is not. So even on my bad days, I'm still having fun. I'm still loving it. And the next day I wake up and I'm like ready to go do something different. So <laughs> Cool. Yeah. The idea that <laughs> the idea that when you get whooped, you look back and everyone's doing exactly what you want to do is an interesting factor that on yeah. most jobs, you certainly don't have to deal with. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, 
Like, well, hey. that does look great. Good idea, it's, everybody. It's funny when they, they'll like look at me and it's like two in the morning. They're like, you okay, Rachel? I'm like, man, you just woke me up for my nap. Let me go back. To sleep. They're like, what? I'm like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I promise. Sarcasm sometimes. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Don't that. make me turn this bus around, folks. I have said that multiple times. <laughs> to That's the adult, super I hope. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so the, and then what, what would you say, um, as far as, you know, this schedule where you're, where you're gone, you know, you're on the road for, for substantial amounts of time in several days. Um, is that, uh, I, I suppose for someone who certainly is young and single, it's a, it's a great opportunity to get to travel, see the world. Um, well, but can that be I am kind of a drawback? <laughs> <laughs> I am married. I have a kid. So, um, but for somebody who's single, yes, they can. Um, but for me, um, it can be a drawback when you're not home with your family. So I've learned Mm -hmm. to do the balance thing. So when I'm home, no matter how tired I am, they get the, they get the first part of me. Like if they want to go out to eat, we're going out to eat. If they want to go shopping, we're going shopping. I may be sitting in the passenger seat with a pillow, just like, okay, but Mm -hmm. they get my time. Whatever time I have at home, first dibs is theirs. So um, that's how I tell a lot of people when they're like, how do you, how do you balance your family and your work? Or sometimes they come along with me Um, when I get those trips that go to Florida and I'm sitting on Pensacola Beach for five days with no guests. They drive the car along and they'll come stay at the hotel with me and we'll make a family vacation of it while I'm getting paid. (laughs) So perfect. That's perfect. So you'll have five days then in Pensacola downtime, nothing to do. And you're getting paid while you're there doing that. That's see now this is this this I could do. I could do I this. Get, I get about, <laughs> yeah. I would say at my company, I get about three or four of those a year, usually in the summer, spring or summertime. Um, you get nice. those camps that want you to drop them off and they're like, we're good. We don't want you to, to stay with us. We don't need you. But then it's also too far to drive home. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they just put yeah. you in a hotel. So. Okay. Man. And are you, um, are you provided with a, like a rental car at that point? If you're, if you end up there for a couple of days or you just find your way around or, or you can hire your own rental car if you prefer or Uber. Well, or... you, you can hire. We, um, sometimes if like we're unable to like get around in a bus, um, fun yeah. fact in the, um, is in the bus industry is you can use the bus as your car. Um, when you're off of duty, it's called personal conveyance. <laughs> that means when you're not responsible for the group, you're not responsible for any um, advancing of the trip. You have to look at the DOT laws and regulations. Mm-hmm. But personal conveyance is basically equal to using your commercial vehicle as a personal vehicle. So you'll That's see me funny. hop in the bus and I'll drive to Walmart or I'll drive to go to Cracker Barrel because they got bus parking. <laughs> or yeah. if I want to Uber somewhere, if I want to go downtown, I'll just go get an Uber. My company yeah. has reimbursed me for Ubers. Um, but some drivers like to rent cars if they're down there for a week. I'm like, that's above my pay grade. I'm not doing that. (laughs) No, I'm I'm glad you said that. That's funny. That's exactly what I was thinking is how great would it be if you could just take the bus out for a while, you know, and, and that's, it's amazing that that's an actual policy that you can do that. Yes. And I love it because it's funny when you roll up into the cracker barrel and you're by yourself, you're, you know, in plain clothes and you just use it like a car, you go park in the parking lot and all the employees are going, Oh my God, there's a bus. <laughs> and you're like, just me. It's just me. They're just terrified calling in the reinforcements. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're all like waiting for me to walk in. They're like, Oh God. <laughs> you just pile everyone in the bus. Everybody we're going to the beach after, after the meal. Let's right. go. <laughs> 
cool. That's very cool. Sounds sounds like a it sounds like a great time. I mean, you know, working with people, of course, is fun, and and certainly, I'm sure you have to deal. With, I, I I assume occasionally you end up with an unruly passenger. Sometimes, not terribly, unless you're driving transit or shuttles or line runs, then you tend to get people that are just like in and out. Um, you don't have like a set group, <clears throat> but usually everybody that's in a, within a group, they have somebody to answer to. So they're usually well-behaved, like college students, students. Um, mm -hmm. Most of the time, if you're driving a like a set group, you're fine. Um, you might have some smart Alex that, like with me, I'll have men that are like, hey, you're pretty good for a woman driver. And I'm like, you're hilarious. <laughs> I'm looking at their Dodge truck over there with the dented bumper, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your and their vehicle is only seven feet long. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. But well, yeah, it's interesting so that you, you don't you don't get many unruly. I was yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you especially because you're so bubbly. I can't imagine a lot of people wanting to fight you. But on, well, on, you, the, the space will go really quick, <laughs> and they're like, oh no. <laughs> So on that note, though, how many female motor coach drivers are there? Like, what's the ratio of female to male? Um, it is a lot more than it used to. In my company, I used to be the only female there for a while. Um, and then about a couple months into, like, six months to a year in, we just started hiring so many ladies in our company. So I would say we're almost equal um in our company but a lot of companies there's just a couple here and there there's not mm -hmm. as many women and if there are women they're going to be like retired ages um because mm -hmm. a lot of the times and women are the ones who are taking care of the family and the home and things mm -hmm. like that so the women who are in the industry are people who are not homemakers and things like mm -hmm. that so i feel like your company just realized <laughs> that you were such a major asset to them that they were like maybe we maybe we should just hire more women she's amazing <laughs> I don't know if it was like, me, suddenly you have half <laughs> but yeah they women do make better commercial drivers if you've ever looked into the statistics it's the attention to detail uh, women drivers have a lot more attention to what's going on the mile, like down the road what's going on over there like we're multitasking over here and we, we pay attention to things that men may not, not necessarily. Um, so statistically, women truckers and women motor coach drivers do make better, safer drivers than the men counterparts. But we still get the butt of the jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate I mean, because I, obviously I'm sure that's actually, you know, documented. Right. Because insurance companies are going to document all of this and your company oh, yeah. is going to document oh, all yeah. this. And you're like, hey, the proof's in the pudding, guys. It's right it there. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's all about training and making sure you hire safe drivers and you're paying attention. So it's like a driver has an incident. We're we're looking at like, hey, was it preventable? How can we train you? Mm -hmm. Things like that. So either men, women, young, old, you can yeah. have good and bad and all. So. Right, of course. It's all about training. Of course. Yeah. Well, sorry, I was gonna say, but that kind Nicole. of brings us to yes, that kind of brings us to what kind of person? I mean, it could be men, women, young, old. What what personality traits would you say are key to doing this role or being in this career? 
you definitely have to be a good driver. Um, you have to have a safe driving record and be able to pass a drug screen um, because commercial vehicles are very, the, the CDLs are very strict. We can get random drug screens whenever. So you have to make sure that you're a safety conscious person um, as far as that goes. Um, as far as personality goes, a willingness to serve because, you know, in the motor coach industry, a lot of our people here, um, it's a service industry. They're, we're, they're coming on our bus. We're, we're taking care of them. Um, people do tip their drivers based on service. So um, they can receive compensation for being a good driver. You know, we don't rely on tips, but tips are mm -hmm. a big part of it. So mm -hmm. you have to have a good customer service friendly attitude mm -hmm. and a willingness to serve. But being willing to work long hours, long days, but also, it's a lot of fun. So you get to cut up and have fun too. So it it, it all balances out. <laughs> yeah, that adventure aspect I, I feel like is a part of it. Get wanting yes. to meet new people, wanting to not have a routine. Um, yes. You know, but see new places, meet new people. That's that that adventure yeah. bone. So I have ADHD myself. So when I was working in an office setting and I was tied to a desk and I was chained to like that little spot, it drove me nuts. I could not, like, I wanted to get out. I wanted to see people. I wanted to walk around the office and talk and see new things. And it just, it killed me. But being on the road, I'm constantly seeing new, new things and new mm -hmm. adventures and new places and new people. So it's perfect for the ADHD. -er. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> can you give us can you give us kind of an idea not to just be talk about boring monetary and money issues here but you know we're all curious can you give us an idea of the difference of of salary from when you went from driving a bus to when you went to the motor coach industry and also after that would you know does it behoove anyone to try to move into the the semi industry the highway semi industry or is it better to stay where you're at Checking. Yeah, trucking. Um, so school buses, um, most school bus drivers um, are not going to be making a lot of money. Um, mm -hmm. In my area, I'm like in the outskirts of Atlanta, Georgia. So we tend to have a lower um, income versus higher cities because um, it's a lower cost of living here. But when I was working, I was making a thousand to a thirteen hundred dollars a month as a school bus driver. And that was not a lot. It was very, very small. And it, it gave me the schedule I needed to be home, you know, off during the summers mm -hmm. and off during the holidays and things like that, but very low in the income. Um, sure. But when I moved to the motor coach industry, I'm making two to three times that. So you can, nice. uh, in our area, you can make $50,000, a year. Um, I've heard drivers up to worth making $100,000 a year. Um, and they're, I mean, those, those are the ones that are always on the road. And yeah. Any trip that they are called to do, they're out there, they're doing it, they're back to back to back. So it definitely was a huge pay increase for me. Trucking yeah. industries, um, you do make a lot more in the trucking industry compared to motor coaches. Um, I wouldn't say significantly more, but a good bit more. Um, but also, if you're, if you're working for a company, you're just paid to travel. You're picking up your load, you're going to a spot, dropping off a load, picking up another load. And, and you're by yourself in your truck, you can work long days, long nights, and you're just strictly there to get time. Like you're working your clock beginning to end. You're not engaging and, with people. And you're not engaging with people. You can be, a, it can be a little boring. You don't get to stop and enjoy the cities that you're in. You don't get to go to the tourist spots. You could drive through a really cool place in Tennessee, but you've got to get that load there by a certain time. 
or you're going to be in trouble. So mm-hmm. trucking can be good if you're, you know, you're single and you're by yourself and you don't mind being by yourself. There's some mm-hmm. people who don't have the personality for people and they just want to be with their loads and they're just like, no, that people mm-hmm. are not for me. And trucking is great for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. for me, it would be very lonely, depressing and boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you also have the entertainer drivers that are in the motor coach industry. Those are the ones who drive the stars, the music, the actors, um, and those big entertainer buses before the shows and their concerts. Um, right. Yeah. So we have those drivers too. And they're a lot of like, they're kind of like trucking where they drive at night. Um, they're not around okay. a lot of people. They just, they're driving back and forth. So if you like the motor coach world, but you want to make good money, that's another option for you too. So there's a lot be- of companies out there that hire just entertainer drivers. Interesting. But you have that less, so you basically, you, you, your control over your schedule and your control kind of over the freedom of where you get to go about whenever you're driving places mm-hmm. is directly proportionate with the pay, right? So if yeah. you want to make more money, you can, but you lose a bit of that freedom. Yeah, and there exactly. comes that everyone's got that tipping point where is the money worth it over happiness? And we talk about yes. that a lot on here. Like where, where is that line where the extra dollar makes you one degree less happy and then it's not worth it. I was literally offered to about three grand a week from an entertainer company to come drive for them. Um, they wanted me to come drive and I was like, I, I don't want to because it, I mean, for me to be driving all night, not interacting with people, I, I would love the work itself, driving those huge entertainer buses with the trailers. I would love that. But the work itself and the long hours and being alone, it would just get to me mentally. And I yeah. know that about myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I mean, turned the, it down to be where I'm at now. So the self-awareness though, to make, to turn down 12 grand a month, that is uh, knowing that the, it's just not worth, it's just not worth it. Yeah. And this is what I love to see in the world of tradespeople is that self-awareness of knowing what makes you happy. And that's what you see consistently in every single, almost just about every one of these interviews, right? Crew is like just the self-awareness of like, look, I, I know how to go out and make more money. I have found my sweet spot. This is what I love to yeah. do. This is the amount of money that I was, that I'm, I'm happy making. And that's it, what I love to see. It's funny because I've actually had people that were like, went to, to colleges and they've got PhDs and they've had conversations with me about my job. And a lot of people look at bus drivers as just, oh, you settled to be a bus driver. No, I did not. No, I did not. No, I, I went to college for computer programming. A lot of people don't know this about a lot of drivers. They have college educations they went in big time careers you've got cops and lawyers and you've got people that used to be in medical um ems you've got people that have been all over but they come to the motor coach industry because it's something they love and it's something we have fun with and you learn that that is more important than making a lot of money and one of the Mm -hmm. teachers i was talking with she's like i have a phd and you make the same amount of money as me how is that possible? And I'm like, <laughs> we're not it's just bus drivers. And I know it's super common. People are, oh, I love that. Yeah. I would love yeah, to be in your shoes in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really funny. She's like, I really think I want to change my career at this point. I'm like, do it. If you love driving and you think you could do it, come on, I'll train you. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, there's something to be said, certainly, for the fact that, you know, when you're when you're doing your job, you're you're picking people up on the way to do something generally that they're excited about doing also. Yeah. Right. So you're catching people a lot of the time, I assume, in the best mood they're in. Oh, mm -hmm. we're headed towards this big competition. We're headed towards this concert. We're headed towards this. So you're getting to enjoy their positive energy as much as yeah. as much as anything. Yeah. Yeah, most of the time when people are on a bus, it's something they've looked forward to for weeks, months, years. Unless it's like a college team and this is just their routine, like let's go play this team, let's go play that team. They kind of get mundane with it. They're not like super excited um, unless they get to the end of the championships. Then we get psyched. <laughs> but generally speaking, most of the trips I drive, people are like psyched and they're ready to travel and have fun with them and pump them up and we're all hyped up and excited and there's things that might happen along the trip. You might have a breakdown, you might have a tire, you might have an accident, but generally speaking, a good driver and a good person that knows how to work, um, the work people and work with people, you're going to make it. Okay. You're going to make it work. And mm -hmm. it, even if there's things along the way that are not necessarily savory or the best, it's still fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, really you make it point. sound really appealing for sure. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It is like the most fun I've ever had in my life. This is the career I've, I don't know why I didn't get into it sooner. Like I had friends that told me, they're like, come drive motor coaches, Rachel. You'll love this. You'll love this. I'm like, no, I got my school bus. I don't want to leave them. I was stubborn. I didn't do it. And then I finally did it. So <laughs> I mean, well, I imagine convinced me. <laughs> she's convinced Nicole. me. The only problem is that like, I you checked out the list of things that are necessary to do this role. Um, Cause I'm sitting here thinking this, this sounds awesome. And you're like, number one, you have to be a good driver. I was like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say I'm a better driver in a bus than I am my personal car. Cause when I oh. hit my personal car, I'm tired of being governed. I'm tired of being slow and having to like be all like, and I'm like, I drive a Camry. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> my husband's like, you just need to stick to driving buses. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but behind the bus, I'm smooth. I'm like, I, I try to make it as smooth as possible. I have people that tell me they're like, I always get car sick in buses and I never got car sick with you. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> or people that are like, I've never fallen asleep with a bus driver. And I fell asleep with you driving. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, I awesome. can drive the bus. Personal car, maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so there, 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 there must be such an awesome aspect of the autonomy too. The fact that you don't have anyone over your shoulder, right? I mean, when you're at work, you're in charge and you're just doing your thing. Is I mean, you're not bringing your boss with you behind you that's actually telling you, hey, do this, do that, right? <laughs> no, no. Um, we we're, we're by ourselves. We run the trip. Like you have people that, you know, have paid for the, the bus and paid for the, the service that you're providing. So they, I guess in a way they're kind of like in charge, but when it comes down to it, I'm in charge of that bus. If they want me to go to a place, I know that bus doesn't need to go. Nope. Hard. No hard mm -hmm. stop. Nope. Sorry. We'll call, we'll call my boss and figure it out. But generally in charge, in terms of speaking, I am in charge of the bus itself. So, but yeah, it, it is nice to be kind of on your own. And then when you do, like, sometimes you'll have group moves where you have, like, five buses. I've even led 13 buses all together, um, like a huge church camp. Yeah. I was the, the front bus of 13 buses. That's, that's a good feeling to do. Um, but you have other drivers with you sometimes on these trips. So there was one time when I went to Panama City Beach. We 
all like parked our buses and we were off for like four days. We went and did go-kart racing and shopping and eating at restaurants. Like we have a fun time together. So like we're alone, but then we can be together. So it's a good mix of having coworkers without having coworkers. That makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like a balance, a good balance of everything. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It really does. It sounds like a great career. And it sounds like you guys are uh, almost in that best kept secret kind of category, uh, which is especially with people coming from all different backgrounds and, and loving it pretty consistently, um, which I'm sure was the was the the real deal that best kept secret thing until the labor shortage and all of that so now you got to get it out there you yeah. got to let people know about it yeah well a lot of our drivers it, it used to be a mainly a retiree's job and you'd see these okay. people that were in their 60s 70s um 50s sometimes that were like oh i'm done with my job i had my career and this is what i want to do but lately i've seen so many drivers in their 20s, like the TikToks that I just made with um, the guy from Little Rock, he mm -hmm. was from Arkansas, he's 21 years old. And he went from school buses over to the motor coach industry. And I've got drivers that are in their late 70s, but more often than not, I'm seeing a lot of 20s and 30 year olds coming into the industry. And it's, it's changing. And mm -hmm. I love it because this is a career, this isn't just a retiree's job. This mm -hmm. is something if you start young, you can you can make your way and have a lot of fun and make good money. So on that note, and I know I'm asking a lot of questions on this one. I apologize, <laughs> but um, what is there a union for motor coach driving? Not that I know of. I know okay. I've heard people talk about it, but generally I don't think there is. I'd have okay. to look into that one, but I don't I think there heard is. of it. So I thought I would no. uh, ask. So then if somebody did want to get started, the right route would be go to one of those either the large companies that train mm -hmm. or start at maybe the school Into bus another level. Industry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what you have to have is you have to have a CDL class B or yeah, class B because the class C, at least in our state, um, in Georgia, class C is your normal driver's license. Class B is a CDL, but it's not a trucking um, CDL. CDL A is your trucking um, okay. one that has like higher weight capacities. So you can have a class A or a class B, but the main thing that you need to have to have to drive the, the motor coaches is a passenger endorsement. So if you're a trucker and you're about to go get your CDL and you, you're thinking, ooh, I might want to get into this later, depending on how trucking goes, go ahead and get that passenger endorsement while you're taking your test. If the trucking schools, they put you through the trucking schools and you get your class A, just go ahead and put that, that passenger endorsement on there and you can go anywhere, do anything. Yeah. How much more is that training to, to get that put on the passenger? I think it's just like an extra test. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's all that it is. It's like one of those little tests where you just have to study and make sure that you know all the knowledge about having passengers on the bus. <laughs> okay. So like you said, it's certainly worth just going ahead and doing it at that time. It gives you so many more options in the long run. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So as long as you've got a passenger endorsement, you're good. <laughs> Rachel, it's uh, you're you're so contagious. Your energy is so great, and you're like a, a poster <laughs> child, I I believe, for like the business for recruiting because uh, it, you make it really sound like a good time. You you're so enthusiastic about it. It's such a pleasure to have you here talking to us. I I love what I do, and I always tell people, I'm like, if you want to see if this is something you want to do, follow my social media. I post all about what I do on the daily. I post uh, TikTok, YouTube, mm -hmm. on Facebook. I post all kinds of fun things on Instagram. You can kind of see my daily travels and things like that. 
So I'm like, if you think this is something you want to do, just follow me. And I've had so many people that have like, you've inspired me to come do this and they love it. And it's, awesome. well, it's so cool to watch that. <laughs> that's the perfect opportunity for you to plug that while you're here and, and plug your company and, and say hi to your family or anything else you'd like to do. <laughs> Well, I am here at Eagle Christian Tours in Rome, Georgia. Um, it is a small family uh, company, but has grown, and we've been around for 10 years. Um, we've got about 50-something drivers. We've got about 30 buses that range from entertainer drivers, um, entertainer buses. We have, like, five or six of those. Um, we have full-size motor coaches. We have mini buses. Like, we have everything. And we're in a small town, like, an hour outside of Atlanta. And I also make... Um, content on tiktok and instagram i'm motor coach life and i believe you're going to link those in the in the feed and everything but motor coach life tiktok instagram i've done some youtube not a lot of youtube but a little youtube and some on my facebook so i try to cover the bases but yeah <laughs> Go follow have all me of your something you like <laughs> That's the best way. That's the best way to learn about it is hear directly from people who are doing it. And so the fact that you're making the content is just perfect. Uh, that's really all they need to do to really study this further. <laughs> just watch <Yeah>. Rachel. <laughs> that could be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. You're awesome, Rachel. Thanks again for being here. Y'all are awesome. I talk about y'all's podcast all the time when I have groups with me and people that are talking about people in the trades and things. I'm like, you guys got to check this out. Like tell oh, your kids you. about it. The kids that are on my bus. And I've had kids that are like, Oh, I'm obsessed with buses. Let me check out the engine. I'll take them back there and I'll show them. And I'll hear kids that are like in college or kids that are on my bus in high school, middle school, like check out join the trades. So I give y'all major shout it. outs all the time. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. That's fantastic. You're just the best. Oh, that's yeah, so thanks good. so much. Of course. Well, are thanks a for lot being, of work. <laughs> we are. We are. We're just getting started, but it's people like you are who are helping to build it. I do really feel like it is a community of people who are going to be building this up to make this happen. It's not just me or crew or, or Chris. Um, so you're a huge part of it as well. I think this yeah. is probably going to be the most dynamic interview that we've had so far. <laughs> it's so good. It's so high energy. You know, it's good whenever I'm sitting here going, should I be a motor coach driver? <laughs> <laughs> If That's when you know you're doing good. Be some HAV, HVAC. You know, I, I, I need to learn about that just a little bit because you know when the bus's oh, AC goes down. Oh. Uh. <laughs> like all I was thinking was I wanted to be like a, a passenger on Rachel's bus. I know, I'm right? Like, now, that sounds so fun. Where am I? I gotta go to Atlanta. I actually did drive the HVAC convention in Atlanta. The one. Did you? Oh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I, I drove there. Yeah. there. <laughs> and when, hey, yeah. next time you bring, bring a bus to Washington, D.C., that's where I am. So you tell me. Yeah. I'm, I, do, I want a cameo in one of your videos. Yes, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Collaboration. That's funny. All right. I'll well, have to hunt you down one day. Yeah. <laughs> He's I look doubt. forward to it. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll, right. uh, we'll let you know when this is up and running, Rachel. Perfect. Sounds good. Bye, Rachel. All right. Bye, bye guys. Thanks, everyone. Safe right, travels. Bye.